Hey, welcome back. It's May 18th. We're here with the Monday evening football daily show. I'm Scotty O. We got our boy Nicky Nachos here. We're here to talk about some stories going on around the league, guys. Also, we had our first preview of our Monday night football. Pretty exciting. We we previewed the Raiders versus the Ravens. Very interesting. Go check out that over on YouTube. I think there's going to be some stuff in there that you might want to hear, or maybe not. But if you're a Raiders fan, you're probably definitely not going to want to hear it. No, I'm just kidding. We were a little harsh on the Raiders, but that's just because we don't know. We don't know about the Raiders. We're, we're optimistic about their upside, but we just don't know where they're, where they're at in the process, essentially. I felt as Are though. at the beginning, middle, or end? I felt as though we were honest. <laughs> I felt we, I felt like we were honest about the Raiders. We didn't, you know, we, we, we were a little hard on it, but we were at least honest. You know, this is, for sure. this is in fairness, like wait until we get to the bears. Like that's, that's when, yeah, <laughs> that one is, that one's going to have to, it's going to be tough to rein that one in, but I will say we were, we were honest about the Raiders, but we were also honest about the Ravens as well. And the, you know, the struggles that they have in this upcoming season and with their offense, being figured out a little more, a little more. It was funny. I actually saw something today that it was a picture of like, this is what the Ravens would look like without Lamar Jackson. And it was a picture of the New York Jets. So is there something to that? Possibly, possibly. But today we got a lot of NFL news and I'm going to just start it off. A lot of, uh, a lot of the old whites are getting a little upset, Nick. They're getting a little upset. I, I'm going to say it. Because I'm not an old white yet, and when I do become an old white, I'm going to change that stigma of old whites, hopefully. But these old whites are back at it again. Jawan James plays for the Broncos, just got released due to an injury he received in the offseason. And this, Nick, is going to get messy. I think you're seeing some of the players wanting to are getting a little more control, especially with social media, and they're able to say their side of the story. So you don't have these teams coming out and saying, oh, they're entitled, blah, blah, blah. And here's a guy preparing for the season, you know, training, working out, and happened to tear his Achilles. And the Broncos said, hey, it's been a tough year for cap space and stuff like that. We're going to cut you. And I apologize, but you didn't get hurt at the facility. We're not going to pay you as well. So that's um, definitely got eyes turned to that situation all around the NFL because, you know, it's just a matter of time before it starts happening to other players. And here's the, here's the most interesting thing I saw, Nick, is only 34% of players show up to, you know, the early training camp, oh, wow. things like that. Wow, yeah. So it's not, it's not a ton. And I got that from some, from some source, I believe. And so you have like, you have like 60-something percent of guys not showing up to those early training things because, one, you know, they spend a lot of time during the season and they want to take time to rest, recover, work with their own personal trainers in a safe environment because they're saying when you go to the weight room at the facility, it's not always the safest environment to be training for your sport. So, yeah, crazy with what's going on over with Juwan and hopefully – Hopefully he comes out of this, you know, on the right side. But yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of ownership trying to take back that control. And you know what? It really shouldn't even be about ownership and it shouldn't even be about the players. It should be about the fans. Okay. But 
this situation, it's about the owners and it's about the players. So here's what I say. Here's my take on it. Pay the man or work with him to come up with a solution that works for both teams. But also you can't expect these guys to stay in shape during the off season. If when they get injured, they're just going to get cut and not paid their 10 million absolutely. or whatever they have. Absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, this is a situation. You know how it goes. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a, a weird split in the fan bases when when you have a situation like this, right? Like you said, you're gonna have a you know a lot of uh, the the more uh, grumpy or cranky. I believe is how they refer to those people. Uh, I believe those people. Uh, you know, they're gonna say, well, of course you gotta cut him. You gotta, and they'll they'll probably make some odd argument where they're. You, you, I th- I find these are situations where sometimes people will make an yeah. argument that's. Uh, it's not exactly like they're going to try to say that, well, in my job, if I got hurt and they'll, they'll try to find like something that they think is equivalent. But a lot of times you get false equivalency type arguments in situations like this, because it is such a unique situation. Like if you're, if you're somebody, let's say, for example, you, you're a carpenter, right? Or you're, you know, you work, you're in that sort of construction world and maybe you're working on a side job and you get hurt. It's not the same thing, man. It's not the same thing because yeah. like it's, nope. it's this guy is working specifically in the off season to help his team like himself, which then yep. helps his team. And there's just not a lot of comparable stuff. Right. I think it's, it's one of those things. Yep. Like if you get, it, it, you're not getting injured at a sales conference trying to become a better salesman. So it's like, it's not going to be <laughs> relevant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Oh, maybe you're and, and if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and if you did, if you did, like, if you did, you would probably be looking like, look, I was at this conference trying to get better to help my company. Why is my company not looking out for me? Just, you know, so I just think that sometimes like people will make the wrong argument in this situation and find themselves. I agree with you hundred percent on the wrong side of it. I don't think it's a, I don't yeah. think it's a very intelligent argument to say, don't pay the guy. Like let's yeah. do the right thing. I think that's, that's always what the NFL should be looking to do, especially when you have a league where these teams make, uh, I believe the last stat I saw was in 2019, they, they made uh, the average team made $15 billion in revenue. So it's like revenue. It's like, what was this kid's bonus? Like $10 million. Like just do the right thing. Like just do the right For thing. Sure. And, and here's the other aspect to that coin. When you're not doing the right thing, we're living in an era that people notice that you, the Denver Broncos, if that, if it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but if they stick to their guns, if I'm a free agent, I don't want to go play for Denver. What, what's, Definitely what's my not. incentive to go play for yep. them? You yep. know, because I don't, I don't think that organization is going to have my back. And, you know, you may not think at the end of the day, Denver, that this isn't going to have repercussions down the road, but yep. I'm sorry to say it. You're going to be bad for the next five to 10 years, maybe the next hundred. I'm going to put a curse on them right now. Unless they do the right thing. I'm giving them the opportunity, but other than that, you're going to turn into the Chicago Cubs for a hundred years. Go. I'm sorry, Denver. I go. hate it had to be you, but you know what? We need more good people in this world. And Hopefully they do you the know, right thing. That's well. Hopefully they do the right thing. The right but thing. Nick, I will say, I gotta ask you: Ever been evicted? I have not. I have not. Mm. Well, you know that's happening to Tommy B. Oh, okay. Brady. Oh, old Thomas. Okay, he, old Thomas right. Brady. You know he may not be getting evicted, but he is getting a new. How do you? How would you say this? Uh, landlord, because apparently Derek Jeter took that house that. Tom Brady was renting. He's like, hey, buddy, I got to sell this bad boy. Because Derek Jeter, I don't know if you know this about him. Oh, 
No, I'm thinking of A-Rod. I get those guys mixed up, uh, you know. Yankee, both guy. Yankees legends. It's, it happens. Yeah, it for happens. sure. You know, and I because A-Rod, if you look at him, he's all over TikTok talking about real estate and flipping and uh, stuff. So I, I thought it was him. But Derek Jeter, man, come on. Look at that. Kicking Brady out of his house. You know. Wow. Yeah. The, but you know what? I will say, I don't think he would ever kick any of his players off his team because they got hurt training for his team. That's true. And not pay him, you know. That's very true. I'm sure he gave probably Tom, a better. I'm sure he gave Tom like 30 days notice probably, or something to find a new. Probably place. give him a heads up. Look, I, there's there's no love lost between me and Tom Brady. If you're familiar uh, with the the show, you probably know that. If you're not, <laughs> you don't know how much I dislike Tom Brady. Myself and Tom Brady. Uh, what is that? Well, I, let's go into a little story time here. So when I was, uh, you know what? I'm even going to use this. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So when I was. When I was uh when I was probably around the age of ten or eleven, I uh was in Champaign, Illinois for a wedding. Um, this was the season that the Bears were uh playing all of their home games in Champaign because they were updating Soldier Field. And so, you know, if you guys are if you guys are familiar with the show, myself and Scott, both from the great state of Illinois, and uh we uh so you know a lot of Bears fans that we know. We're personally not Bears fans, but. When the Bears are playing in Champagne, you're down there for a wedding. My dad, my uncles, my grandfather thought, hey, let's go to the game, right? Now, I had a great time at the game. Don't get me wrong. Got to meet uh, Larry Izzo was the fullback that the, the Patriots had, I believe. Larry. Same last name as us. We were at the tailgate right next to his, like, uncle and cousin. It was fantastic. It was awesome. So, a great game, by the way. But the, uh, the day before we were in the hotel, myself, my brothers, and my dad, the Patriots bus pulls up. Players start unloading from the bus unloading, getting out, walking through the hallway here to go to the lobby and get their room keys. Fascinating if you've never seen it, by the way. We can get into that another time, but fascinating to watch how those teams travel and how they do what they do. But anyway, so these players are walking in. They're coming in, you know, and we realize, oh, this is the hallway where you can go see them. So people from the hotel start flooding out into this hallway, and they're kind of on both sides of the hallway, and the players are walking through the through the middle of this kind of small group of fans. There's maybe, you know, 30 or 40 people kind of milling about in this in this general area as the players come in. Players are, you know, signing stuff for people, shaking people's hands. Some of them are just kind of keeping it moving, you know. Some of the less notable guys, like, you definitely, uh, you know, they're just kind of keeping it moving. Punters, kickers, yeah. guys like that. They're heading up to the room. But yeah. a few of the bigger name guys are stopping and talking to people, which was awesome. Well, then all of a sudden, here comes yeah. old Thomas Brady. That stupid idiot. He comes walking in and... Sticks uh, around for a reason. He comes, well, absolutely. Should have went undrafted, that bozo. But he uh, he comes walking <laughs> up and uh, we're standing there. And this is... He's acting like a first rounder, I imagine. This is probably Tom Brady at the point where he's 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 been... Uh, He's probably won one or two of the Super Bowls at this point. I mean, he's a big, Fair he's enough. a big star. And uh, we, so my dad asked him, "Hey, Tom, Tom, come, we come take a picture with my kids, please." And we're all standing there, me and my brothers. My brothers are younger than me, so we're like, you know, these kids are like in second grade, right? Like that, we're we're yeah. young kids. We're all excited to meet Tom Brady, and Tom Brady like looked quickly at us and just gave us like a look, like nope. I was like, nah, I got to get to the room. And then walked up and then over to some people in, like, Patriots jerseys and started talking to those kids. He's taking pictures, the whole thing. And from that day on, I think that guy is a scumbag. I tell you what, I think he's a scumbag. People forget he cheated on his pregnant wife originally before Giselle. Or his fiance. I think they were engaged at the time. Bridget Moynihan. Allegedly. 
I'm not, once again, it doesn't Doug make it better. Coming out for him after allegedly, allegedly cheated on his pregnant fiance, and uh, that's just the type of guy he is—just a real scumbag, just a real low life. So that's the way I feel about Tom Brady. I'm glad he got evicted. I hope they uh, they threw his bags out on the lawn. And uh, if I ever see Tom Brady, I'm gonna tell him to go fuck himself. That's how I feel. Oh, uh, you mean his Louis his Louis Vuitton bags out yeah, on the lawn? That's how I feel about Tom Brady. You know, Tom, you and your Louis Vuitton bags, you guys can go get fucked. Yeah, I don't think he cares too much. But, you know, understandably so to be having that frustration toward toward Tommy B. But I will say, do you think he could, you think he's changed? And, you know, if he saw you again, he might take a picture this time around. With that being said, um, probably the energy that I would have towards him, he would probably decide not to take the picture with me. But I do think that, uh, you know, in fairness, what I will give Tom Brady is at the end of the day, like, you still cannot deny the talent that the guy has. He's an unbelievable oh, quarterback. Sure. He's yeah. the best football player of all time. I'm not up here to say that. He's top two and not I'm one. I'm not up here to say that he's not. I am talking about my own personal feelings towards Tom Brady, me and him. <laughs> if it's just me and him, yeah. like, as I would feel about anyone. Fantastic football player. A great football player. He's fun to watch, to be honest with you. But as a person, no, man. If I see that dude, you know, I mean, at the end of the day. You know what, Tom? It looks like you created an enemy, and luckily, luckily for you, Tom, Nick decided to go the other route and get in, you know, to some media style stuff. And he didn't go the route of just bulking up, playing football twenty four seven, so he could be a strong safety and he can come and knock you on your ass. That's a fact. You're lucky he didn't go that route, and he went this route, a little more peaceful. You know, we'll talk with our words, we'll talk it out at the end of the day. But hey, Tom, if you ever want to be on the show, we're gonna call Aaron and see if we can get him instead yes 100 percent. so and you know i think he'll learn his lesson and he, he might have you know about interacting with fans in front of other fans that you just told no you don't want to interact in front of like hey if you're gonna step out at least like go into the other room yep. you know what i'm just, saying uh, keep it moving don't but, you know what i'm saying yeah don't mingle around with other hey. people after you told some nine-year-olds you don't want to take a photo with them because you're too big time he's I too will big say, time you know i will say it's hard being king. It sure is. Okay. It sure must be. You know, must be. King, king of the jungle. And, and I think, uh, you know, Dan Campbell over at the Lions, he's, he's kind of, I think he's starting to figure that out a little bit. It, it's hard being the guy, you know, and you're going to, the thing I like about him is he's very similar to me where he's a motivator. He, he, I mean, I'm sure he's much more than that, but at the surface, it's like, let's grind it out. Let's win, you know, at any means possible, any, any way. And I heard that, he was talking about potentially having a pet lion at practice, you know, that craziness. Huh. He was saying that he will sacrifice his arm to a lion. Just have that whole thing just gnawed off by a lion to win a Super Bowl. I mean, these, these are things like, this is like the total opposite of the Broncos situation. This is a guy that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to fucking war, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. like Mel Gibson style, like, yeah, for Narnia type of stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I got a guy like that who's willing to lose his arm so we can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's like a totally different vibe. Watch out for the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. I mean, we'll see if we can put the X's and O's together over there. But if he can, if he can do that as well, he he might be be able to put something together over there and have added a lot of pieces. Let me ask you this: Do you think? Uh, do you think a, a Sean Payton or a Belichick or even a Matt Lafleur? Do you think those guys are spending their offseason thinking about which uh, which wildlife uh, animal they want to bring into their practice facility? Do you think that's a hmm. do you think that's a trend with the top no. tier coaches, or is that no? I think 
I think uh, I don't. Maybe Matt Lafleur because he's he's a young guy still, so he's still yeah, okay. bringing in his his unique coaching style. So he might be thinking of of some parables that that work like that. Yep. But I don't think the Belichicks or the Paytons are thinking so much. Maybe Belichick actually. Now that I think about it, an obscure animal. Like yeah, this year, like we need to be more like water buffalo. And it's like why water buffalo? And it's like because they're in water and buffalo. So I don't know. Stuff yeah, like I mean, it's... maybe maybe that wouldn't be the best example because you got the Buffalo Bills right there. And but maybe he's like Sam is like that, and he's like, yeah, we're water buffalo. We're gonna be what you are, but we're gonna do it better. <laughs> that's that, what it that, is. That would be that what Bill be would do. That I mean, would be what Bill would do. But Sean Payton, no way, no, no way. He's just cool. thinking about you know, I don't even know. Probably but... X. Hey, if you're the Lions, look, your head coach is trying to moonlight as a as a Steve Irwin type character, R.I.P. Of course, and uh, you know that's you know I don't know that that's a great sign for a football team, but it's it's you know it's the Lions, so this is kind of what I expect from them. Yeah, I mean, this is probably this is probably better than any of the experience the Lions have had since Calvin Johnson era, probably. Certainly the most fun. Would, Certainly the most fun they're having. For sure. You know, Jared Goff's in there. I think. You know, we'll see. We'll see what old Dan Campbell does. You know, I think he just got to be, yeah. you know, got to be careful around those that wildlife. But, you know, uh, yeah. that's his, and, his and journey, you know. The nice thing with that is, like, he's he's making them in the headlines. You know, he's putting the lines. He's saying stuff to get them in the headlines. So, which I think is a big part of this thing. Like, is your team being talked about? Because if it's not, maybe we do some stuff to get up into that headline. Because I think for your team, like, the more – I mean, we're, the, these aren't football teams we're talking about. These are media companies. Oh, for sure. Essentially. For sure. But you got to do it right. But, yeah, if you can get your team into the headlines, the more often, the better. The better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the teams that aren't in the headlines that you're like, oh, I, didn't, I forgot that team was even in the team. Definitely. But, you know, Nick, we kind of talked about, you know, Jawan Williams, a little, or, or Jawan James, apologize, oh. about him, you know, you know, and those guys, a lot of guys not reporting early to – uh, early training camps and OTAs, stuff like that. Zach Ertz is another guy. He's, he said, I'm, I'm going to be a no-show for Eagles voluntary offseason. Um, and we learned about this over from that other stream, CBS Sports. And in, in the reason that I found out was it's because they're, you know, pursuing a trade for him or a release. They don't quite know. And I'll be honest, if I'm Zach Ertz, if you're looking to trade me or release me, why do I need to show up to voluntary OTAs, you know, or, or off-season programs? Like, for me, that just it doesn't make sense. I don't think I would need to go. If you were actively looking to trade or release me, and my agent knew about that, he's in talks with you guys. So that one, that's kind of like a, a slow news story from over at CBS. But one that's interesting to talk about because – like we talked about earlier, I think you're starting to see a lot of guys not wanting to go to the voluntary off-season programs, and they don't they don't see the benefits. And here's the other thing is, like, you have 32 strength and conditioning coordinators, and maybe they have a guy underneath them that puts these programs together to oversee 52 guys, 100 guys in the off-season, like when the training camp starts and stuff like that, And which I'm sure they're great at their job, but I'm sure – these guys want to work with their own trainer that they know and who those trainers are actively personally designing plans for them to help. And I know 
that's what they're doing at at the NFL team's level. Right. But I think you're going to see a trend that guys aren't going to want to show up to the voluntary offseason. I mean, it's already been a trend. I think it's only going to grow. And we'll see how the old whites handle that. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting moving forward. I think, uh, but it makes sense if you're a guy like Zach Ertz. He's not the quarterback, right? So at the end of the day, he's not the guy that needs to be there showing up and doing the whole leadership rah rah like all that stuff. At the end of the day, like he's he's arguably their best player, and I, I think they're making they're making his life kind of tough. And he's like, you know what? Let me get out of here. The NFL's more tight end uh, uh, heavy than ever, right? And these offenses really yep. need a guy like him. So he's like, look, man, I'll go get some money on the open market. Like somebody wants me like fucking that. And they're, sure. you know, they're going to let me just kind of do my thing. Right. Like, and it's gotta be tough for some of these NFL players too, if I'm being honest, because they, it's not like they don't see other athletes. Right. So to be honest, it's like, I mean, basketball, like they kind of show up yeah. for a couple of weeks for the, for, you know, training camp. And then they're off and running. And like in the off season, they're just kind of doing their thing. Like they all work out away from the facility. Like it's not a big yeah. deal. And the teams look out for them. Like, they let the soup like in the NBA, the superstars will take a little time off. And like you can feel the way you want to feel about that, right? I don't love Kawhi Leonard sitting out every night, but like the reality is if you're a football player, you're kind of looking at them like, yo, why if I'm Zach Ertz, like I'm the guy, right? I don't yep. think that's ego at all. I think he's just being realistic. He's like, look, man, I've been doing this a long time. I'd like to spend a little more time with my family. If you guys are gonna be like sticklers for all this bullshit, like I'll go somewhere where they don't ca- I'll go somewhere player friendly. I'll go to the Cowboys. Let's see what they're yep. about. You know, I'll go to the Raiders. Yeah. Like, well, I'll go to a player-friendly environment and, you know, so be it, right? Not to mention, yeah. like, it's not like the Eagles have done a whole lot in the last few years to make him feel like, let's stay here long-term. Yeah. And and I, and the other point to that flip is, like, I don't think Zach Ertz is, like, Oh, hold on. We lost Scott for a second. No worries. Let me bring him back. All right. I got you back. You're and, good. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Like Zach Ertz, he's not going to be that guy that is like the end all be all for the Eagles. So, you know, they brought some guys in, but yeah, let's, let's move Zach Ertz. I'm fine with him not showing up. I don't think it's a big issue at all. And then if you trade him, release him, make a decision. So he knows. And then if you aren't going to trade him or release him, he'll, my guess is he'll probably show up, but also he's probably, he probably wasn't going to show up to the voluntary off season program anyways. Cause like you said, been in the league a few years, like he understands the game. And is this even a headline if they're not talking about trading him or releasing him and he just didn't show up? No, because a lot of guys don't show up as we as we've learned. So and, you know, you yeah, know, at a that tight end position, you know, I got to ask you now, mm-hmm. is Timmy Tebow's presence going to be worth it for the Jaguars? Oh, see, is it- it's going to be too much of a distraction. So I saw that story as well. I think the the thing about Tim Tebow is he's he's definitely a distraction. Um, that seems to be well documented. Like wherever he's at, the media flocks to him. I think it's interesting. I think that was a Fox Sports article, right? Yeah, sure was. So it's interesting because they've written a ton about him lately. Like if you like, they they are covering him a lot. More than ESPN, it feels like, um, to me. And it's interesting to see them already piling in as a network, like, on the Tebow story. And I I think what you talked about earlier with the Lions is interesting. I think Urban Meyer kind of understands that game a little bit of, like, I would like people to be talking about us. That's why, like, I I don't see Tebow getting cut. I see him being there. The Jaguars are not going to be a good team this year, so... 
you know, it, any publicity is good publicity, but you'd sure. probably rather have people talking about Tebow. Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown to Tebow. Uh, freak out for a week. Yeah. And then, yeah. hey, this team kind of stinks. Urban Meyer's offense isn't this isn't as effective in the NFL. Like you don't, you know. So I think he kind of understands what he's doing there. Yeah. Tebow in the locker room, I think, is good. I think he's a distraction, but I think he can manage it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like I think that while he is a bit of a distraction, yeah. And, in the locker room, he's a good guy to have. For sure, absolutely. He's just a natural leader. You've seen that, you know, throughout. So, and he's the type of guy who he'll own his position. And you know he's going to put everything into it. But, like, yeah, you definitely hit it on the head. Like, I think Urban Myers, he's, like, definitely playing to the media. Like, let's get Jackson Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars football, like, known, prominent. Like, let's show them what we're about. And I think bringing in a guy like Tebow, who is going to bring that media attention, but not the media attention of old, like when he was in Denver, and it was just nuts, like that stuff, or when he went to – go play baseball like because that was wild too like this will bring some media attention but in a way of like can can this guy who was in the league who was off for several years come back and make it in the league I think that's going to be the more of the storyline um but we'll see but yeah I think Urban Myers he's he's doing uh he's doing some big things trying to get the Jacksonville Jaguars like talked about because I think that's only got to do good stuff for your player's psyche when they see that they're on Sports Center or, you know, this and that, or your team is being talked about. Even if your team's not the best, going into a season where you're being talked about left and right oh, yeah. might be enough to get you over a little hump to maybe you make a wild card spot when you maybe you weren't expected to make the playoffs, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It can, it can swing the momentum for sure. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So... I mean, you, you like you never know, and so I think uh, Urban Meyer he's probably doing doing some great things, and like I said, will be a, a game that I'm excited to see on Monday evening football. But uh, and I don't know when if what their schedule is for Monday evening football, but it, it is kind of it is. Think. Oh, it's super interesting. I uh, I touched on that in the newsletter today. So uh, actually, Scott, real quick, I am going to look that up. Uh, can you tell people about the newsletter for me real quick, just in case anybody's watching this, they're curious about the newsletter, and I want to actually pull that schedule up real quick. Oh, he froze right when I said it. He froze right there when I said it. Look at that. Anyway, all right, so I'm sure we'll bring Scott back here in a second, guys, and I'll look that schedule up in a minute. But anyway, so what he's talking about here is um, uh, the, the newsletter today, I covered uh, a bit of, of, of scheduling news. So the NFL had its schedule release uh, in the last, what was that, on, was that earlier this week or last week? Anyway, the, regardless, uh, or last week, yeah. So the NFL had its schedule release, and the way that they composed the schedule is fascinating. The way that they're able to, to put all the games together is incredibly fascinating. And there was one quote that I saw from the NFL's VP of, I want to pull it up here so I get it, get it right for you guys. Um, the NFL's VP of, um, I forget what his exact title is. I want to make sure I get it right here. Uh, he's the VP of broadcast planning. His name is Mike North. 
And he had a quote uh, that I saw. The NFL did a video where they were talking about the schedule where he said, if Howard Katz or Roger Goodell says to us, here's 10 games that I think should be on Sunday night football, there's 3.6 million ways to lay out those 10 games. And I think that is insane. Like, that is super, super fascinating to me. Like, the fact that that is that they are able to to have that many combinations in existence and then figure out, like, how to bring those those combinations, like, and, and put them all together and make the make the schedule actually come together is awesome. And a lot of like a lot of those schedules are pre like they are predetermined. So like uh, the the matchups rather. They're based on like rotations and if you're familiar with the the NFL schedule at all like you kind of know how like you'll play certain divisions and then it rotates every year. Um so so they kind of know who they're going to play. That's not really where the magic of the schedule um comes into play. It's more fascinating um just because the the way that they kind of figure out when to put the primetime games and where they want to put this and that, like uh, certain matchups and stuff, it's it's very, very fascinating. So I do think um, it's pretty cool. Like the, you know, it's it's pretty cool that they have, uh, that they're able to put that together. But um, looks like I got Scott back there. Let me bring him back on here. Anyway, all right, got you back there. So um, yeah, I was just telling him like kind of, you know, all the stuff. I don't know if you could hear me, but just like all the different combinations and how crazy, how crazy everything is. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I feel like the, um, the NFL schedule is definitely, uh, it's definitely, um, a fascinating, fascinating thing that they're able to put together. And especially when the league is worth as much money as it's worth. I think that's even more, even more, um, you know, fascinating, but looks like, uh, Scott can, I, Hear me. Let me see, Scott. Let me see if I can get you. Let me see if I can get you to be able to. There we go. I got got my audio here. Perfect. All right. So you can hear me now. Good go. Cool. So I was just uh, yes, sir. Yeah, and I was just laying out like uh, yeah, kind of some of the stuff I touched on in the newsletter. How how many different combinations yeah. there are for those primetime games and and <clears throat> stuff like that. So yeah, and and I did hear hear you on that, and it, it is kind of crazy. Like, but you see, like the three point six million ways to lay out those games, and you're like. Well, how is that? Oh, it's nuts, right? Going to be home. Okay, that's. You know, you have days of which week that game's going to play on Sunday Night Football. Like, it is, like, when you do think about it like that, like, that is really insane to think of, like, the 3.6 million ways to lay out those games. Now, do they, are they going into that amount of like you know those so many possibilities i surely they're probably not but that is it is a it is an interesting interesting factoid that you pulled out there nick in the newsletter and guys um like i was saying the newsletter is a beautiful thing we put it out monday through friday on friday we we send out a letter otherwise you can head over it's our sub stack correct nick yes correct to sign up to sign up for that newsletter. I tell you what, the newsletter has a lot of interesting t- takes. Me, me personally, I use that for a lot of my research, like heading into the season. Uh, hey, that's going to see football drafts this year. And if you don't know about it, you may be behind the eight ball. 
And so Nick does a great job putting a lot of research into those, citing those things. So you guys can use that information and really excel on the fantasy football field this year. Cause that's what we want for all of you guys. So the years left and right, you know, coaches of the years yep. for your fantasy football teams, you know? So if we can help you, that's what over here. We want to help you because you are the fans. We're the fans. And when we come together, that's what it's all about, right? The beautiful thing, right? For sure. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. But Scott, I got the uh, Jaguar. I figured it out with the Jaguars here. Oh, yeah. I forgot so, about uh, that a little their bit. Their only primetime game that I'm seeing right now is uh, Thursday night Ooh. football early in the season, okay. September 30th. They're going to play a Thursday okay. night game, which is going to be interesting. Um, now with, and we've talked about this before with Amazon kind of being involved a little more in Thursday yep. night football yeah. uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you're going to get the Joe Burrow, Trevor okay. Lawrence matchup that everyone wants. Yeah, right? yeah so for sure. That's early in the season. You get to see the Jaguars, like I said, September 30th in prime time. Um, and so, yeah, so that is, that is, uh, that is that one. Um, they I'm, also, interestingly enough, have a 9.30 a.m. game this year because they play in London, which yeah. is part of the thing that we're talking about with the schedule, right? It's like sure. all that work goes into the schedule, but the, at the end of the day, like if you're the Jaguars, like you're, I mean, honestly, like you have a disadvantage there. You have to fly to London. A bunch of the other teams in the NFL For don't sure. have to go play a game in London. Now, granted, yep. the team you're across from you has the same circumstance, so they got to fly over there yep. too, so there's no excuses. However, I would imagine yep. that week after you play in London is fucking awful. I would imagine that is <laughs> terrible. And because of that, yeah. like that is a disadvantage that happens in the schedule. It's in- why that schedule is so important and the, the composition of it is so important. Now, do they have a bye week after that London game? Oh, that's fascinating. That See, you would think that would be the because, way to do it, right? And yet, I'm not 100% sure because I don't yeah. know that the and, NFL really, you know, I don't know. Like, I remember there's been years. In, I don't think that's an automatic thing. Like, the Bears have played no, that London sure. game a lot. And I think that they're yep. like, hey, we're just back <laughs> next week. Like, I think it's like... <laughs> um, you got a London game on Sunday you know. and a Thursday game following it. So right they up. do. So they will have a buy in between. So they will play in London. Uh-huh. Um, but that London turnaround, remember, is you know there's no buy the week before that. So you know they're gonna play. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna play a game on Sunday and then the the following Sunday we're in London. You know. So yeah. For it. sure. And they'll probably fly out Tuesday and just have their practice there for yeah, the week. For sure. So they're adjusted and everything. You know, getting a little uh, um, European football field for practice, right? Yeah. Ted yeah. Lasso, baby. Ted Lasso. That's what we're talking about. Hey, if you haven't seen it, check it out. That's my shameless plug of the day. Hey, you jabronis have been great. We're glad you're here with this journey with us. We're talking football, specifically the football that takes place on Monday evening, but all football in general. You know what I mean? So, hey, I had a fun time today with you, Nick. I hope you had a fun time with I did, me. Man, I did. More importantly, I hope I hope the fans had a fun time. Um, guys, definitely check out that newsletter. We got a lot of great things coming towards you. We're excited about it. We're looking forward to the you guys coming along this journey with us. It's going to be fun and exciting. Um, that's all I got for you. Why don't you guys go watch like uh, Pat McAfee or some, something else on the internet? We'll see you guys later.